And what's up, everybody? Welcome to the second episode here of the Running with the Wolves podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing and breaking down the newest member of the Minnesota Timberwolves, Austin Rivers. Um, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised and shocked at the signing last night. I was at the I was at the Lynx game, and my phone was at like fifteen percent or ten percent when we made the signing. But I was able to get you know my stuff out there. But uh, really underrated signing, especially for the value. You know, Minnesota got him at a minimum deal, one year contract. Sounds like he really, really wants to be here. You know, made a made a mighty duck reference, which I love. I know a lot of the older Timberwolves fans are gonna um, are gonna think highly of, but he's just a professional. You know, he got he, people knew him as Doc Rivers' son early on. You know, especially with his time in L.A., uh, but he's not just a coach's son. You know, he's not just that type of person, that type of player. He's so much more than that. He's what he does on the basketball floor and what he can do, he does at a very high level. Uh, he's a great three-point shooter, catch and shoot. Uh, and, you know, we know that with him. Uh, every team he's been on, whether it's Denver, um, you know, Houston, the Clippers, whatever, uh, you know, he can shoot. But what's a, what's very underrated in his game is his perimeter-level defense which has, you know, that's what's really kind of kept him in the league. He's been in the league for 10 years, and, you know, he started off his career, you know, he had a season where he shot. Um, actually, no, he, sh- he shot very well from three. I was looking at the wrong. Um, no, yeah, no, he had a season where he shot around 28% from three, 29% from three early on in his career. But, you know, he's 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 been in the mid to high 30s for three-point percentage his entire career. Um and, you know, that, that, that hasn't always been a constant with this game, but what has been a constant is that perimeter defense. And on a team like the Timberwolves, when you have someone like Rudy Gobert, and this is where the, this is where the Utah Jazz really made their biggest mistake, is they didn't have anybody to help him defend besides Royce O'Neal. That was the only perimeter defender they really had on their roster. Because you can go up and down the lineup and make a case for each and every player and say they're not a great perimeter defender. And that's how Gobert gets labeled as an overrated defender and played off the floor, which I already talked about in my first podcast that Gobert didn't get played off the floor. The Jazz got played off the floor. And having perimeter defenders is what is going to, in my opinion, take Gobert's defense to the next level. So guys like, um, you know, Torian Prince, Jaden McDaniels, um, you could even throw Anthony Edwards into that mix, right? As the older he gets, the better he's going to be. But then, you know, now Austin Rivers. And that is going to make Rudy Gobert, it's going to make the Timberwolves so much better. And with having Gobert, he's also going to make, of course, his teammates better. And he's going to make Rivers better. He's going to make everybody defending on the perimeter better. Because you can be a little bit more, um, you know, experimental with your defense. You can fly around a little bit more because you have a safety net of Gobert. You know, um, and it's just this this signing really is is going to benefit not just, you know, Rivers, of course, but Gobert and the team itself. But um, to get him on a minimum deal, it's terrific. Great value. Um, really looking forward to seeing what he could do night in and night out. Uh, the thing that I have a little bit of a concern, but it's not a big one, is now it feels like we're back and this isn't a bad problem to have. I don't think, but there's a little bit of a log jam at the guard position. 
you have McLaugh, you have Russell Edwards, McLaughlin, Noel, Moore, Forbes, um, and now Rivers, right? Which is good to have depth there. And you know, Rivers and Forbes can both play that that guard. Noel can, McLaughlin is. And I don't want Noel, and it doesn't sound like he will be, but I don't want him to get less minutes. With that being said, I don't think that's going to be the case because it sounds like from Finch that he's going to be a big part of the team going forward. That's part of the reason why they were okay losing depth at that position. Um, and I put a podcast or not a podcast. I, I I put an article out, you know, touching on the 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 holes that are in the Wolves roster. And I got some people that came back at me and said, "Well, they don't have many holes. The team's depth is very quite good, and it it's not." bad it's not like we have you know five guys off the bench and that's it the wolves have depth but not as much depth as they had and depth in my opinion is what makes a good team a contender and is what makes a good team great if you can be good you can have a great starting five you can have a great starting lineup and if you don't have depth you're not going to be that good the only exception i can think of was that warriors team back when they were in their dynasty era, right? When they had Curry, Clay, Durant, um, and Draymond, they had depth, but not great depth. But I mean, when you have guys of that caliber all on their prime, you don't really need depth. That is the only time that I can really think of that depth didn't play as big of a part as it normally does. But you can go down the line. Who won the championship? Pretty much every team that was in the finals and or won had great depth. So that's, that's important. And does this river signing fix, you know, the holes I touched on for the guard for the guards? Yes. Right. Is he a primary ball handler? Not really, but he can be. Um, and like I said, I never said the holes were severe. I don't think they are. The holes are just there. They're just there. And hopefully this season, we won't have to worry about the COVIDs and the lockdowns and everything like that. Like we did last year, you know, we the depth the depth that the wolves have is good but i just feel like like you know it's 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 whatever finch wants to do finch likes running it tight anyways he likes running a 10 man 11 if he has to um you know rotation and a lot of the guys that 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 we have on the team aren't going to play rotational minutes to start the season at least right and we saw how different the team can look from 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 the thumb, you know, opening day to, you know, the playoffs, right? It can look a lot different. For example, Josh Okoge was starting opening day last year, and he was very, very far down the bench toward the end, right? Things happen, players shift in and out, um, which where, you know, the depth part of it kind of comes into play as in it's like when you have, when you have injuries and you have whole, when you have players go down, you have players, that's, pretty basic stuff here. I'm, I'm kind of rambling about that, but I like the signing. He does everything well. Uh, he's a class act. And I want to, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of tough to say this, but I'm looking around the league and I think the wolves have a chance at being a contender. I truly do. As I touched on depth, depth, depth is super important. And the depth they have is good, not great. This helps it. Good, not great. But it's better than a lot of teams have. And 
we had great depth last season. I think we had we had the best depth last season in the league, one of the better ones. Now, did it get a little you know twindled out? Yes, but I think our bench is going to be better than it was last season because you're going to have McLaughlin, Noel, Anderson, Prince. I mean, you know, Reed, um, Moore, Forbes, Rivers. I mean, it's it's a deep team. The only problem I have next with the depth would be you could, if the Wolves want to, with you know their last chunk of money here, sign a big man on a minimum deal. I honestly think we could get by without. I think we could get by giving Minot a two-way deal, and this be our this be our team opening day. I could see that happening, uh, because the fact of Gobert and Towns are still two centers. We have a four-center team. We have Towns, Gobert, Reed, and Nate Knight. We have those guys now. Cat and Gobert, they're gonna they're gonna stagger center center minutes. You know, is if we're in need of three points, Gobert's not gonna be on the floor. He's not. We're gonna run a shooting lineup, and Cat's gonna run the center. You know, granted, no foul trouble. He's still available to play. That's where it comes to play. Where it's like the depth at the center isn't as big of a concern as it may look. But then again, injuries pop up. What if Gobert goes down for a period of time? What if Towns goes down? What if Reed goes down? Those are all what if questions that every team goes through every offseason. And I wouldn't think it would be bad to get, you know, a DeMarcus Cousins or a Dwight Howard for that matter, who, if you really needed to, could play 10 minutes a game, 15 minutes a game. You know, Howard, he's way past his prime. So is Cousins. But Cousins, I think, brings more value to the table than Dwight would. But either way, it doesn't matter because they're both, uh, that could be the locker room presence. You know, I said my and said that one article. If you read it, uh, Boogie is more of a wild card, but I feel like he he has that experience and could bring possibly like a Pat Bev like um you know presence in the locker room. Definitely not close to Pat Bev, but something like it or a Howard. You know, just a good locker room presence, good guy off the bench. Um, yeah. So just back to Austin Rivers, he. He stands 6'4". He can dabble in the small forward if you need him to. I doubt he's in the rotation opening day. We'll see what Finchie wants to do. If he, I think Chris is going to have to um, expand his 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 rotation a little bit this offseason because there's like a lot of guys that need minutes. And like we said, we all know Finch likes running a tight 10, 10, 11 man, um, you know, rotation. But if there's so many, if there's guys that are playing very well and deserve those minutes, I think you give it to them if, if they're really impacting winning. Right. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my breakdown on the, on the, on the signing. I love it. Good value. Rivers is a solid shooter, solid perimeter defender on a cheap deal. Helps the bench depth. Um, helps the rotation out quite a bit if he does, you know, end up playing. And if bottom and if it's comes to this, you know, he's a he's a good guy. He's a good cheerleader, you know, whatever. There's a lot of guys we could you you know you could make that case for. But I really like the signing. I like what it does for their depth. Uh looking forward to seeing what he can do, what the whole team can do, man. This this season's gonna be a lot of fun. You know, I, I started covering the team well I started T-Bull's wave on Instagram as just, you know, like a fan page, right? Back in, you know, prime quarantine of 2020 because I was bored, right? And then I've I've pretty much fully covered the team last season. 
the season before that, I was more of a fan page. And then this season, I am fully covering the team. You know, as most of you know, my, my main goal is to cover the team full time, you know, become a media uh, member. And um, Dane Moore said it best. He's like, he got, you know, he got asked, what's, what's your verdict on the value of Gobert? And he was like, I just want to cover a good team. And I feel that, man, you know, it's it's tough covering bad teams. It's tough. It's tough watching it. It's tough because, I mean, more so, you know, the actual media members, they have they have to do this. They don't get to. They have to. This is their job. They have to go there every day, you know, and watch bad teams play. Now, you know, we weren't we weren't bad last last season, but um, it's going to be fun this year. I think we're going to shock a lot of people. I think uh, we got a chance. I think this this roster right now is the the best constructed roster uh, that the Wolves have had in franchise history. If not, it's right up there with the 4 team, you know, with 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 uh, with KG. Um, but yeah, man, so looking forward to it. If the Wolves make another signing, it's going to be with an MLE. It's going to be small, uh, minimum deal, if anything. But I could really see this being our opening our opening night roster. Give mine on a two-way deal. I also think Kevon Harris deserves a two-way deal. Um, that I'll touch on later. But Kevon Harris is, is has very much deserved a two-way deal. So yeah, that'll be it for me today. I will see y'all next time something pops up. And uh, yeah, take care, guys.